Welcome to the HCC Podcast. Our mission here at Heritage is to nurture love for God, love for self, and love for each other. I hope and pray that the message you're about to hear does that for you. And remember, you're always welcome here at Heritage Community Church. I'm blessed to be in the house today. If you're here this morning, thank you for being here. If you're watching with us online, thank you for being here. Today's a special day because I'm excited about preaching 2023 vision. I'm excited to be sharing what our theme for the year is. And as you can see up on the screens, the theme is unity. And how many of you know that that's something that we need in our world today? We need unity. We need unity in the body of Christ. And the Lord has been speaking this to me for months now. I've been preaching it to the BOC. I've been preaching it to our staff for months. And I'm excited today to be sharing this message with you. I want to make one other mention real quick. Is When it comes to the 21 days of prayer, on our website, online, there is a 21-day um, um, a devotional that you can do that you can do each day and it's going to be online for you to use so just go onto the HCC website and you will find it on there it's actually a 21 day devotional given to me by Jensen Franklin a pastor in Atlanta Georgia and I hope it prays and it blesses you but for the next 21 days we're going to be praying and we're going to be praying specifically for unity We're going to be praying specifically on unity, not just at heritage, but unity within the body of Christ. Why? Because I believe that God can do more through us together than he can with us apart. I believe that God can do more in us united than he can when we are not. So what is unity? It's defined simply as a condition of harmony, the quality or state of being made one. We are to be one with each other and one with Christ Jesus. So where in the Bible is this unity? Our theme passage for the year is found in Psalms where it says how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. So heritage kind of defines unity simply as this, as you and I working together towards our why. You and I working together towards our why. What is our why? You can read it everywhere in the church and online. Heritage community exists for nurturing love for God, love for self, and love for each other. That's Matthew chapter 22. That's why we exist. That is our why. And for our church to act in unity towards that why, that means you and I have to work together so that that is done. We are working together. How do we do that? Through our worship. Through our worship. We do it through our being with each other. We do it through the teaching of his word. We do it through ministry. We do it through outreach. We do it through all these different avenues of our church. This is why we exist. And in order for this mission right here to go out into the community, I don't want them to know who Heritage is because of what we've done. I want them to know who Heritage is because of the God that we serve. And how do people see that? They see it when we are unified as one and we're doing all of these things. So how do we get there? I've been preaching to the staff for months about how we have to develop a culture of honor, of accountability, and trust. We have to begin to teach those things. Why? Because unity and honor go hand in hand because without each other we have nothing. 
I honor you. You see, when you honor someone, it means you treat them with special attention and respect. It means that you value the other person. You see, unity and accountability work together because we ought to care for each other. And let me just say, we should be allowed to correct without it being an attack of character. Did you hear that? Just because I may come to you and say, hey, I've seen this and maybe we want to change or alter. That doesn't mean that we think you're a bad person. That simply means that we love each other enough that we care. You see, if I see somebody blatantly living a life of sin and I don't say or do anything about it, then I'm not going to value them as much as I should. But when I call them a brother and I call them a sister in Christ, that means I love them enough to sit down and have a conversation. But see, accountability is not one-sided because you can't just do it to somebody else and then not allow them to do it with you. Accountability works both ways, you see, but then also trust. Trust is something that is hard to gain and easy to lose. Somebody can in an instant lose the trust of a valued friend because of something they've done or something they've said. And to have trust, we need truth. The T in trust stands for truth. We need to have respect, we need to have understanding, we need to have safety, and we need to have the most important, I believe, in all of it, transparency. And you're going to understand me, you've probably already seen it. I am as transparent as they come. And you may even say, hey, that's a little bit of an overshare, Pastor. I'm sorry, that's just the way that I am. But I'm transparent because I believe the church needs to know that the leadership behind this pulpit is somebody that they can trust. It's somebody that they can respect, that they understand, who knows that the best interests of the church are at heart and who knows that they're transparent with everything that they do. Listen, I've got nothing to hide. And the only way that we could be unified with each other is if we all carry that same mindset. If we want to see God do everything he can in us this year, then we have to be unified. Why? Because a unified church cannot be stopped. Did you hear that? A unified church cannot be stopped. So today we're going to look at a prayer that that the Apostle Paul prayed. And it's very, very close to a prayer that Jesus prayed. And if Paul prayed it and Jesus prayed it, then I certainly think we ought to pray it as well. The content of this prayer revolves around our, our about this unity of vision. And through much prayer, I, again, I believe the Lord has laid this upon my heart for this year. Because unity in the body of Christ is of utmost importance. And the world is not going to see the love of God until they see the church acting like the church. So we have to be unified on that front. So how many again would agree that unity is what we need? Okay, good. So I'm in the right place. In fact, I would argue with all of my heart that our enemy's greatest scheme is to divide the body of Christ. That the enemy's greatest scheme is to pit us against each other. That the enemy's greatest scheme is to knock down the church because he understands that a unified church is more powerful than he could ever imagine. If we are divided, we are deluded, and we are weak. But when we are unified, we're unstoppable in everything that the Lord would ask us to do. So today, I want to dive into this prayer that the Apostle Paul prayed in Romans. 
It's going to be up on our screen, but Romans simply says this. May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. So that with what? One mind and one voice you may glorify the God of our Lord Jesus Christ. Accept one another then just as Christ accepted you why in order to bring praise to God his prayer is simple that you would treat each other like Jesus treats you would you think about each other like like Jesus thought about you would you love each other just like Jesus loved you he said I want you to have the same attitude of mind that's his prayer toward each other that Jesus have. So what did Jesus pray? Jesus prayed in John, the passage that I, uh, that I alluded to just a moment ago. It says in John chapter 17, this is what Christ said, that my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be just as you are in me. And I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me so that they may be brought to complete unity. When we are unified, this is what the scripture says. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. How is the church, how, how is the community going to know that we love them? Because of the Jesus that lives inside of us. That's how. When we can show the love of Christ to the community, then the community is going to know that we care because they see Jesus in us. See, Paul prayed for unity. Jesus prayed for it. Why? So that God would be glorified and so that the world would know that God sent Jesus to reach a lost and broken world. So, way, so may we be unified as well. So today what we're going to do through just a couple of points, we're going to add to our already consistent prayer life. Okay? We're going to add to this consistent prayer life and for the rest of our life, and I hope at least for the next 21 days, that, that we pray for unity in the body of Christ. Why? So that we could, be, so we could glorify God. I ask myself, I wonder why is it so important to Christ that we be unified? And as I'm getting older, I am a parent of three lovely and amazing children. I'm beginning to understand why Jesus wants us to be unified so much. Megan and I were just talking the other day about one of the things that brings us the greatest joy in life. And that's to see all three of our kids playing with each other, getting along. And not arguing about that's mine or that's his or that's hers. But our greatest joy is seeing them play together in unity. But let me tell you something. Put them in a car on a road trip in a confined space and things change real quickly. <laughs> they rapidly go south when you put them in a closed, confined space. All of a sudden, unity goes out the window, okay? But I believe that unity is what Christ wants for us. Why is it that we fight so much within the body of Christ? 
Why is it that we bicker and complain so much in the body of Christ? I, be, I believe it's because that's what the enemy wants us to do. He wants us to be at it against each other. He wants us to gripe. He wants us to complain because, again, he recognizes that a divided church is weak. That they are now isolated. And if I can isolate the church by themselves, then they no longer have the same power that they once had. But if the body of Christ can become to be unified with each other and think with one mind that Jesus Christ is Lord above all, that the word of God says what the word of God says, and when we can begin to preach his love, then we can have a power that becomes unstoppable. Why? Because unity within Jesus Christ is everything. We need to recognize that we are in this for each other. The church down the street is not the enemy. The church down the street is our partner in Christ that together we are working to, 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 to get this mission accomplished. Look, we can't reach everybody as much as I would love to. We can't. We don't have a building large enough to reach everybody. Even if we held multiple services, we don't have a building large enough to reach everybody. That's why we need the church down there. And that's why we need the church down there. And that's why we need the church back there. So that continuing working together, we can reach the world for Jesus Christ. We are not at competition with each other. I had somebody come to me, came and visited this lovely church. And they said, Pastor, I want you to know I love this church, but I go to that church right down the street. I said, praise God, that's a great pastor. Stay in your church. Because we're not at competition with each other. We're all preaching the same message that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. We need to recognize that the enemy's mission is to steal, to kill, and to destroy. His mission is to steal the unity in the house of God, to kill the power that it brings, to destroy the credibility of the local church. And when we recognize his tactics and we stand together, I believe we can do infinitely more together than we can apart. That's why we need the body of Christ. So in order to motivate you even more, if you, don't, if you don't get this, I want to share just a couple more points that maybe you'll get this by the end of it. And point number one is simply this. Why do we need unity? Because we desperately need each other. Have you ever felt alone, trapped? Have you ever felt that I can't do it? And that maybe if I could just talk to somebody that maybe things would get better? That's why we desperately need each other. We need somebody that we can call on and we can say, hey, would you help me pray? And sometimes when we call out to somebody, we're not wanting them to answer our need or to solve the world's problems. We simply just want them to listen. Would you be an ear that I can cry to? Would you just listen for just a moment? Because the Bible says in Romans chapter 12, Paul said, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special job, so it is with Christ's body. In other words, the hand is not the ear. The ear is not the foot and the foot is not the head. We all have separate parts. We have separate gifts and it's the differences that we have that makes us stronger. Did you hear that? Not everybody can sing. And let me just tell you, I love you, but if you, don't, but if you can't sing, we don't want you on the praise team. 
If you don't know how to play an instrument, we don't need you up here. But you know what? You may be the best greeter there is known to mankind. You may be the best usher. You may have a gift of working with kids that no other person has. And whatever your gift is, we need that in the body of Christ. We need your gift to operate in your area, not so Heritage Mission can go forth, but so that the mission of God can go forth. Amen. We have strength in the differences that we have. Just be who God made you to be. Your gift, your testimony, your, it isn't the same as somebody else. Listen, Mike, you and I have had conversations about this, and I truly believe it, that you are going to reach people in this life that I can't reach because your testimony can reach them right where they are. I have a story and I have a testimony that can reach somebody that maybe nobody else in this room can reach because my testimony and my story allows me to do that. God has given you a testimony so that you can just keep it in so you can share it. Because we are set free, the Bible says, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony, which means he gave you the stories you can share because the experiences you've gone through may just help somebody else that is going through the same thing. That's why we desperately need each other. Unity does not mean that we're perfect. And it doesn't mean that we always agree. Did you know that you can love somebody and not always agree with them? There may be things that I say and do that you say, I don't agree with that man up there, but I hope you love me anyway. My wife and I love each other. We don't always agree on everything, but let me tell you something. Because we love each other, we don't dismiss each other. Because we love each other, we sit down and we have the conversation that we need to have because that's what unity is supposed to be. That when two people of differing opinions come together, that we can sit down and we can find the truth, not through what I think or what you think, but we can find the truth within his word. What does the Bible say about it? So we can have a difference and still be unified in the name of Jesus. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against principalities, rulers, against the dark world, against the spiritual enemy. Listen, that's what this is. We don't wrestle against people. We need people. We need each other. We have an enemy whose only tactic is to divide us. We need to be united. We are brothers and sisters in Christ. And I hope you heard my language and heard it right because I was in intentional in saying it that way we are brothers and sisters in Christ that means no matter the color that means no matter the background no matter how much money we make or we don't make we are united in the body of Christ and we accept them when they walk inside this door and teach them about a love of Jesus Christ come on somebody we are unified together I feel the Lord in this place The second reason why we need unity is simply this, because through it, the world can see God's love. When we are unified as a body of Christ, they see demonstrated an active, passionate love of Jesus. And as a matter of fact, I love the, the, this passage where that we, that, that, that we just read where it says, accept one another just as Christ accepted you. The word accept in the Greek literally translates to receive them into your arms and embrace them. Did you hear that? We receive them and we embrace them. 
Now you see, I need to be clear. Accept does not mean to condone. Accept means that I love you. But I'm obligated to preach his word. And the Bible says what the Bible says. We don't manipulate this word. We don't dilute this word. The word of God is true. Everything in it, word for word, is what it is. But just because somebody walks in this door that has a different background than me doesn't mean that I don't accept them just like I would anybody else. I accept them and I love them and I embrace them and I show them Jesus Christ. That's what we do when we're unified. So the world can see His love. In fact, Jesus couldn't have said it any more clearly when He said a new command I give you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know. How will they know that you are my disciple? How will heritage this community, how will they know that Jesus is Lord? By how we love one another. That's what the Bible says. There's only one description how the world will know, and it's how we love. That's why we pray. We believe God hears and answers prayer. We believe that prayers matter. We believe that if we humble ourselves and seek God and pray, that He hears our prayers and He answers. We don't pray just small and generic and general prayers. We pray big and passionate prayers because He's a big and passionate God. Unity is what... We need, lastly, not only do, does the world see God's love, not only do we desperately need each other, but I've said this once and I'm going to say it again. Point three is this, because we can infinitely do more together than we can apart. This was the heartbeat of the church in Acts. And I want to show you in Acts chapter 4, it can't be any more clear or more powerful as Luke describes the Acts church. And he says in Acts 4 that all believers were one. That they were one. They were one in heart. They were one in mind. What's that mean? They were unified. And a unified church shook the jail cells in such a way that those who were in prison were set free. Don't you know that when somebody walks in the doors of this church with the chains of life wrapped around them and bondage strapped to their back because of everything that they have gone through this past week, that through the unity of Jesus Christ, they can be set free? That's what the church is supposed to do. So Acts chapter 4, this is what he said. All the believers were one in heart and mind. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own, but they shared everything that they had. With great power, the apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. Why do you think the power of God was so strong? Because they were one body and one mind. Because they were unified. Because a unified church cannot be stopped. Do you see the power that unity can bring? Do you see the power that can come when His church is unified? It said every single need was met when they didn't see themselves as individual Christians but only when they solve them as part of the body that needs each other. Why? Because we can infinitely do more together than we can apart. See, I'm going to argue all day long that the world is sick and tired of hearing about Christ and they are ready to see it in action. 
They are tired about hearing about it, but they're ready for the church to demonstrate the love of God. The Bible says, and by God's grace, God's grace was so powerfully at work that there was no needy person among them because people want to see the work of God. And how will they see it? They'll see it when we show them. They'll see it when we show it through our worship. They'll see it when we, when we show them through the teaching of his word. They'll see it when we show them through outreach. They'll see it when we show them through preaching. They'll see it when we show them how no matter what, where you've come from, I'm going to accept you into the body of Christ just as you are. That's how the world will know that Jesus Christ is Lord because they see it in action in every single one of us. You see, this is not a benefits me type prayer. This is a benefits everyone type prayer. So we as a church, we pray. We pray for power. We pray that we're active in sharing our relationship with Christ. We pray for unity in the house of God. Why? So that God will be glorified and so that people will know that God sent Jesus to this lost and dying world. And I want you to dream for just a moment. I want you for just a moment to dream. Where every city, in every village, in every tribe, in every nation, in every church, if we existed for the glory of God, there'd be heaven on earth. And let me tell you something, I'm ready. I'm ready to see God's love shine in every dark place of this world, in every nook, cranny, and crevice that you can find. I'm ready for the love of God to be shown. Because we can infinitely do more together than we can apart. As the band and praise team would come. The Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. You say, Pastor, how does this lost and dying world come to this saving knowledge of Christ? When we humble ourselves and when we get down on our knees and when we pray. And when we seek God in heaven. And when we turn from our own sin. And we say, God, whatever it is you want to do in me, do it. I'm here. There's a, um, a video I almost shared today, but I knew we wouldn't have the time. I may share it on another week, but it's of Billy Graham when he was a young teen. And he was in a home of this preacher who was, was well-known in that area for reaching people for Christ. And he walked in this room and... And, and uh, Billy Graham tells a story on how he just felt the presence of God. And how he walked into the bedroom of where this man used to sleep. And next to his bed, he found two knee prints that were basically pushed so far into the carpet that the carpet did not raise back up. But rather, there was two permanent prints where this man's knees once sat.
Because every single day that man got down on his knees and he prayed to God in heaven for him to use that man. And Billy Graham told the story on how he went to that same spot and put his knees down in those same holes. And he said, God, do it again, but this time do it in me. And you know with the rest of what happened. He became one of the greatest preachers that this world has ever seen. Because he put his knees down onto the ground and said, God, do it again. But this time, do it in me. Can that be our prayer? Can that be our prayer that God would do it again? But this time to do it in me and to do it in you? Can this be our altar today? Can this be our response that unified together? We make the choice that we're going to see it be done again. That nothing's going to come in the way of my mission to see unity in the church and to see lost sons and daughters come home. For healing to take place. For marriages to be restored. For lives to be transformed. And for the body of Christ to grow. Not because of what we've done. But because of the God that we serve. Can that be our altar? In that in unity together. We can all make a declaration right now. That Lord do it again. But this time do it at heritage. That every Sunday and that every Wednesday when we walk in these doors, that we're not just trying to check off a church box, but we're literally coming in and in expectation wanting the presence of God to do something in our own life. Because I believe wholeheartedly, and listen to this preacher right now, that corporate revival won't happen until personal revival takes place. And if you want to see it corporately happen in your church, then every individual needs to get down on their knees and pray to the God in heaven, Lord, do it again, but this time do it in me. And when you do it in me, do it in her and do it in him and do it in us so that this community can know the love and the power of Jesus Christ. So right now, all eyes closed and all heads bowed. And I want to see you today. We're going to sing a song and we're going to baptize nine different people. And we're going to celebrate the fact that nine people are going public and they're wanting Jesus Christ to be the Lord of their life. And it's going to be beautiful and it's going to be amazing. Come on. But right now, before we do, we need to, we need to declare that 2023, this house is a house of unity. That this house is a house of prayer. And that through the love of Jesus in us, this community will know who we are. So right now, if you make the choice and say, Pastor, I promise to be a part of that. My prayer is to pray for unity in this body. And that I want God to not only do it again, but I want God to do it in me. Would you raise your hand? And I want you to open your eyes and keep those hands up. And I want you to look around you. I want you to look around you at every hand that's raised. Because what I want you to see is I want you, I want you to see a church body that is unified together to see the power of God in this house. And together, you see, I can't do this on my own. 
I'm telling you what, Noah, I can't do this on my own, buddy. I need you and I need your gift. I need your gift. I need your voice and I need your playing and I need your song and I need your leadership and I need your talent and I need your craft. Why? Because you can do something that I can't do. I need you. And for every Noah inside this room, there's somebody else that I need you. I need your teaching ability. I need your ushering. I, I need you at the doors. I need you in kids' church. I need your gift. Mike, I need you, buddy. I, I, I need you. I need you. Tim, I need you. I need you. Every once in a while, he'll come up to me. He says, Pastor, how's your soul? I need you. I need you to hold me accountable. And I need you to constantly remind me that my soul is most important. That if I don't take care of myself, then I can't pastor this church. Carrie, I need you. I'm prolonging this and I'm sorry and we're going to go over time and it's fine. But I need your song. I need your gift. I need your ability to lead. I need you. My God, somebody help me. I may not know you yet. I need you. I need you. This job is too big for me. Can I be transparent now? This job is too big for me. I almost didn't even, even put my name in because of it. Let me be real. This job is too big for me. That's why I need you. I'm telling you, Randy, I need you, Randy. Your gift to play the keys, it's a gift given from God himself. I need you. Chris, I need you. You have a testimony and you have a story that's about to be shared. And people are going to have restoration in their heart because of what the Lord has taken you I need you and I need your testimony and I need your story and people are going to accept Jesus Christ not because of what I can preach but because of what you've done. I need you. Is it okay if I take a minute? Wayne, I need you, buddy. Pastor Bowen's not here today. He's sick. If he's watching online, I need you to know something, my friend. I need you. You have experience and knowledge that I don't have. I need you. We need each other. Unified together. Because we can infinitely do more together than we can apart. Would you lead us in a song? God, I thank you right now, Father God, for this word and this message. God, be with us today, work in us. It's in your name I pray. Amen.